Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Today on Getting Real with the Housewives, Melissa Gorga reacts to not being asked to be a bridesmaid in Teresa Giudice's upcoming wedding. And Dorinda Medley teases the tension that will go down in season two of The Ultimate Girls Trip. You're going to love it. We're not oh. going to let you down. It's very, short. it's very old school in a weird way. Plus, Real Housewives of New York is getting a reboot and a spinoff. We've got that plus so much more on today's Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly executive producer, Mandy DeCamp, and welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. Hi, Mandy. Hey, Christina. How are you? Good. I'm excited to hear more about this New York reunion oh my and, God. and everything. <laughs> going to be so good. Um, before we get into all that, let's check in and see what you guys have to say about last week's show. Yeah. Mandy, what was everybody talking about? Teresa, I mean, you guys are not fans. I think it's safe to say that. If you are a Teresa fan, let us know because there were not many. Um, Kathy DeSita said, Teresa has been jealous of Melissa from day one. I think there's some truth there. I think there's some truth there too because if you remember in David Quinn's book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, Teresa was not happy that Melissa was cast in the show. So I think uh, she did not want to make this a family affair from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that in some ways, Melissa has this picture perfect Jersey life that Teresa always wanted, even though it's her brother, which is kind of weird, but you know, (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, Dolly Madison says, imagine if Trey gets a divorce with no prenup and getting kicked off the show at the same time, that would be a financial disaster. Um, I don't see them kicking off Teresa anytime time soon but i do see the not getting a prenup being an absolute disaster yeah please get a prenup teresa yes. please for for all of your fans <laughs> seriously do it run 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 get a prenup <laughs> all right well let's get into uh, this week's news and kick it off with this big news coming out of new york real housewives of new, new york is getting a reboot and a brand new show so andy cohen sat down with variety and said that they are rebooting and recasting the series most likely from scratch and they are launching a second new york series featuring former stars. Andy's uh, first priority is fixing Real Housewives of New York, saying we're looking for a group of women who are real friends and who are of diverse backgrounds, races, and religions. As for the other show, there's no official title for it yet, but Andy said that they are referring to it internally as Real Housewives of New York Throwback or Real Housewives of New York Legacy. I'm excited about this. We we yeah. we kind of figured that uh, Real Housewives of New York was going to get a full recast, but now mm-hmm. hearing that it's official, yeah. What do you think about this? 
I did not actually think it was going to get a full recast. Like right. I thought, I thought they'd get, you know, at least like three new people, right. but full, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I, I, but what does that mean for like the Ramonas? Does that mean that she's going to go to this legacy show or is Ramona Dunzo? I feel like she's probably going to shift over to the legacy show. You did. Um, Andy said in the interview that he feels like Jill Zarin will be the first one to call him to be on, this, on the show. Of course. But I yeah. feel like it's going to be like the, the all-stars of New York. You got Jill, you have Luann, you have Ramona, probably okay. be, bring Dorinda back. Um, Bethany? Beth- well, he did say in the interview with Variety that Bethany has moved to Connecticut. She does have a house in the Hamptons, but she's kind of removed herself from New York life a little bit. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Is there anybody else that you would want to see come back? Um, Alex McCord. Yes. And Kelly Benzmon. Yes. I basically want like season one house. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. And maybe you know. that would happen. Uh, Luann was on Watch yeah. What Happens Live recently. She said that she would want to have uh, Kelly and Jill come back as okay. well. So I feel like that may be the group. And then, I mean, yeah. what could be better than that? Yeah. I'm- yeah, just bring back season one. Just right from the beginning. <laughs> Seriously, if it ain't broke. Um, yeah. but, oh, I do I do like that they are searching for a real group of friends because I really do, yeah. we've talked about this before, it really makes such a difference when these ladies oh, are yeah. actually immersed in each other's lives and actually have these real problems rather than these fake yeah. made up drama. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. I agree. I think we're seeing on OC this, this season that they're not real friends yeah. and mm-hmm. it's becoming super obvious, whatever episode we're on now. Right. Um, so I hope they really do stick to that and make an effort to make sure they're real life friends. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, in other New York news, <laughs> my, the countess, uh, Luann De La Seps is off the wagon again. Uh, the Real Housewives of New York City star originally denied a report that she was kicked out of a gay bar for drunken antics last week. And she thinks bar patrons should mind their own business. <laughs> <laughs> Page six had originally reported that the reality star was kicked out of the New York City piano bar townhouse on Wednesday after allegedly taking over the mic and requesting her own song, Money Can't Buy You Class. The countess told the outlet that she was tipsy, but not denied their source claim that she wanted to sing her own hits. She said, I got up and sang a few Broadway songs they were playing. I realized I was a little bit tipsy, but we were having fun and it was getting late. I'd been rehearsing and I was in the mood to sing a few songs. Her companion, <laughs> I love it. Her companion for the evening was Broadway producer Jim Kirsted. Um, he added that the bar patrons were actually the ones who asked her to sing, which I totally believe. I would. I would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> um, he said she was met by legions of fans <laughs> and was convinced to sing for them. Of course, she was the belle of the ball, as usual. Um, she further told Daily Mail on Thursday, I went out and I was feeling all Giovanni. I love that. Clearly I love money, it. I love it. I love all her quotes. <laughs> but clearly money can't buy you class, especially with an audience who doesn't appreciate my music. There is certainly no girl code anymore, but I live to see another day. Chic say la vie. <laughs> now, later in the week, she did finally issue an apology um, via Instagram. She said this week after a regrettable incident, I was faced with the truth. I want to apologize to the staff at Townhouse and anyone else I may have offended by my behavior. Clearly, my struggles with alcohol are real. She continued, while I've made great strides over the years, there's been times I've fallen. It's one day at a time. I'm in recovery and taking steps to ensure that this doesn't happen again. I'm grateful to my family and my friends for their constant support. Of course, we've, we know that she's been open about her struggles with alcohol in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, in December 2017, she was arrested for disorderly intoxication in Palm Beach, Florida. The following year, she pleaded guilty to charges of battery, trespassing, 
and intoxication and was sentenced to one year of probation. She also had to perform 50 hours of community service, attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. I mean, this doesn't hurt her Palm Beach arrest at all. This is like having some fun in a gay bar, wanting to hear her songs. I'm sure people at the bar wanted to hear her sing them. What do you think? I, I agree. I'm sure people wanted to. It's, it's kind of interesting why she did like an about face to this. Like she had like she released a playful uh, statement to begin with, like, oh, you know, I was drunk. I was having fun. I guess maybe like she is a recovering alcoholic. So I guess she, you know, kind of realized maybe it's the severity of her going out and getting drunk. Yeah. But she, she has said before that she, you know, she felt like she could handle herself. Like she was drinking again back on the show and things like that. But yeah, I just feel like she probably got caught up in the moment and people were cheering her on and she had a good time. We've all been there. <laughs> totally. I, I'm all for Luann. I think this is, I'm not mad at her for this incident. I'm not either. She, like she said, she was feeling Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni. <laughs> all right. Well, Melissa Gorga was just as surprised as Real Housewives of New Jersey fans to learn that she wasn't going to be part of Teresa Giudice's upcoming uh, nuptials. When speaking with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live, Teresa revealed that she was going to have eight bridesmaids, but her sister-in-law wasn't one of them. She noted that none of her fellow housewives would be part of the ceremony. So during an episode of Melissa's podcast, Melissa Gorga on display, she said, I did find out on TV that I'm not going to be in Teresa's wedding and I'm not a bridesmaid, which I'm okay with. I'm fine with it. I understand to each their own. Now she explained that she had no idea that she wouldn't make the cut. So awkward. Uh, she found out on TV and that she pretty much assumed that she wouldn't be one of the ladies standing beside Teresa when she married Lou, uh, Louis Rulas this summer. So however, she uh, questioned whether Teresa's future sister-in-law on, on Louis' side was going to be up on the altar with her saying, is it like a no fam wedding? other than the four daughters, her four beautiful daughters, and like a couple of her friends. I think if that's the case, then that makes perfect sense. I mean, if she's having Louis sisters, then I guess that makes perfect sense for Teresa. I still find this very odd. Yeah. I just find it so odd that at 49 years old, she has eight bridesmaids. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just have your four daughters, call it a day, call then you're day. not offending anyone. Yeah. And move on. But right. who are these four other people? I'd love to know. I'd love to know. But yeah, it, it, Melissa did joke. She was like, she'd probably put me in an ugly dress if I was up there. So at least she's finding <laughs> some humor in it. <laughs> very true. That's very true. Yeah. And like we said last week, I just don't think that these two, I don't think they're as close as we think they are. I don't think so either. I, yeah. mean, I don't think they are. Yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> think so at all. I think they yeah. just see each other when the cameras start rolling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, mm. I love a good reunion yeah. luck. Love and the Real Housewives of Orange County cast have revealed their reunion looks and their reactions might be more controversial than even the Salt Lake City looks, yes. which, if you can remember those. Yeah. Um, so Bravo shared the looks in, on Instagram with the caption, the ladies of, Real, of hashtag Real Housewives of Orange County are giving us pastel realness for the reunion and we're here for it. So viewers went particularly nuts over Heather Dubrow's look. Yes. <laughs> One said Heather is giving prom 2004 vibes. Yes. Yes. Um, which was also my prom year, which I was like, I totally would have worn that. <laughs> totally. Totally would have worn that. <laughs> um, another said, Heather looks like she's going to church. Another commented, too plain for a reunion, hashtag Old Navy, <laughs> which I love. Um, many people commented also on Gina's new look. Um, she looked yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy toned. Um, mm -hmm. 
So many people were saying, uh, holy Gina was fire emojis. Another person said one is going to Easter brunch. One is going to Rihanna's baby shower. (laughs) Fix it. Bravo, Andy. Um, it is kind of similar to the Salt Lake city reunion where it felt like they were all going to a different party. 100%. You to have like, didn't just say like everyone wear white or everyone wear green. That's what I thought. Yeah. But to me, like when I saw all the ladies together on Salt Lake City, it didn't bother me as much. Yes, I agree. I, yes. Like, it actually kind of worked together. I guess it like depends yeah. on like the placement, um, like who's next to who with the colors and yeah. everything like that. It really didn't bother me as much. But yeah. these looks. Ladies. Not dressy enough. Which no. I'm always like, why are they dressed so crazy dressed up? But these almost look like like you're going to church. Like it's not that dressy. No, totally. I mean, do you have a favorite? A favorite. <laughs> I think I have least favorite. <laughs> favorite and least favorite. Emily was honestly, Emily, I think is the worst. Yeah. I think it was way too exposed up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she looks amazing. So I just feel like it was such an unflattering dress on her. Yes. If I had to pick a favorite, I guess Gina, just cause she looks yeah. really good. Like she looks really toned and looks she like does. she got a sick shape, but I don't like her outfit. No, I don't. Yeah. I think Gina looks good. I actually thought Shannon looks great. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. She looks fine. She looks fine. But I would expect Heather to kind of bring it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) She's got to comment on it at some point. So she has to, she has to, but uh, we'll have to see how it kind of, like we said, how it all comes together, but let us know in the comments what you guys think of these looks. Do you have a favorite, a least favorite? Let us know. Definitely. All right. Well, after rumors started swirling that Phaedra Parks could return to the Atlanta Housewives, Candy Burr shared her opinion on the It's Tricky with Raquel Harper podcast. When asked if she would be on the show if Phaedra returned, she said, no, I just don't think that that she and I need to interact. You know what I mean? I let her do her thing. And when they decide to do that, then, you know, um, she further explained it's not even about nobody making a choice because she's on other shows or whatever. It's not fixable. No. Now, Phaedra had previously admitted to lying about Candy and her husband Todd Tucker's alleged plan to date to to date rape Portia Williams. So I understand why she probably doesn't want to interact oh. with Phaedra anymore. No, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. I would never be able to recover from a a rumor like that. No, totally. Yeah. And Phaedra has, uh, you know, she's on season two of ultimate girls trip. So we will see her. So if fans are missing Phaedra in Atlanta, they'll have, uh, have her on ultimate girls trip. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, let's get into our real housewives rewind starting with New Jersey. And we kicked it off with Marge and Jen sitting down for this lunch. You know, I feel like we saw like a new side of Jen. She was very vulnerable or, or maybe she's just like, this is how I've made people feel for a number of years <laughs> maybe 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 it's kind of you know she's seeing herself in marge mm-hmm. um yeah i thought it was pretty genuine the lunch yes. i don't know um i don't know <laughs> i right. feel like marge is not the most genuine um i do feel like jennifer's really hurt i think the most hurtful part of it all is the effect of how her husband's reacting mm-hmm. um i thought it was crazy that she's still not comfortable talking to her husband about it this yeah. many years later i thought that was really sad kind of i did too um, i thought it was really sad and you know what maybe it needed to happen maybe it needed to be brought up for her to really face it and talk to him about it right important Right. I feel like she's like so concerned about disappointing her husband and, you know, and then she's kind of realizing, well, he's been disappointing me for all of these years. Now he's like not sticking up for her at the parties and things like that. And I think that a lot of this is kind of coming to light for her and she's, you know, it's probably a lot all at once. And 
you know, maybe they did need to open up Pandora's box. So we'll have to wait and see. It's okay. probably not easy with cameras fun of following you around though. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. Not. Do you think Bill is there for Jen this season? I feel like that's been brought up a lot. I don't think so. I it doesn't, I mean, in the, in the few instances that we see them together, they, you know, they were outside of the, on the patio kind of talking about things and he just kind of seems a little dismissive, like almost mm-hmm. like, why are you bringing this up 10 years later? Um, yeah. If you had a problem with it, we should have talked about it back then, which maybe they should have, but, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think, you know, when the cameras turn on, the the, the husbands didn't sign up for the show. Right. So I think some of them shut down when the cameras turn on. Like we see that with Ryan on OC. Yeah. Um, I think we see that a little bit with Bill. I think there's probably conversations that happen off cameras that are the real him, the real thing that's going on. I feel like he's a little closed off with cameras. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And then um, now this whole Tracy versus Teresa thing, like where did yeah. this come from? <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. I just feel like this is just forced yeah. Teresa drama. I'm like, Teresa, let it go. You have way bigger fish to fry. Right. And <laughs> Teresa was acting like such a child at the yeah. group event. Like I was like, come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like Teresa's mad at Tracy, but Tracy wasn't even the one that said anything. No, it was her husband. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're not allowed to ask like how Louis Day was without getting, <laughs> you know, without Teresa cutting them off their friendship. I am looking forward to this fight that's going to go down between Teresa and Margaret though, because this is about to get super heated. I feel like the the second half of the season is going to be something to watch. Yeah, it'll it'll be amazing. Yes. All right, well, let's get into OC uh, this week. Not a whole lot went on. Um, We start with Shannon versus Gina again. I feel like this has been going on for a couple weeks now. Um, I, we hadn't, or at least I didn't remember the story about Shannon helping Gina with her lawyer. Yeah, no, I didn't remember um, that either. So that seems to be a little bit where a lot of this is stemming from. I feel like that's the real story and not just that she's jealous of something, you know, I feel like that's, some, that's something we didn't know. Um, right. I'm sick of this story. I'm, I'm like, so sick of the story. Even- I feel like they're just like, we need something to have like a story arc to take us through a couple episodes. So let's just keep this going. But like you mentioned at the top, it's just like, there's such a disconnect between these women because they're not friends. The only ones that are friends and that I enjoy watching on screen together is Gina and Emily because they actually like each other. That's the only people that I enjoy watching. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like Shannon's like just doesn't belong anymore. Yeah, I, I do too. I just feel like yeah. she's kind of grasping at straws and uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It could, maybe it could be the end for Shannon. I don't know. Cause they, yeah. I mean, they have said that this is a transitional year and they're trying to figure out who's in yeah. who's out. And yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, it's, I wouldn't either. Yeah. and then, you know, we have yeah. Noella who I feel like we, they've kind of edited her out a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, I have a great idea. Uh-huh. I think that Noella needs to date Bronwyn. Yes. Oh my God. I, it's the well, we're friends, movie. right? Isn't that like how they exactly. found out about Noella? I think so. Oh, I think so. That makes so much sense. Yes. Cause they're like, I also I was like, who does she remind me of? Yes. And it was Bronwyn. Yes. I mean, it'd be a disaster, but I'd watch. <laughs> totally watch. Totally watch. Yes. Yeah, so you have this whole like therapy, self-love mm. session. Uh, it's just, I don't know. She, I'm just, 
not feeling it. And then Gina with this um, extraction thing going on. Oh, I'm all, for, you know, to each their own, but that was, that was bizarre. That was bizarre. That was <laughs> yeah. bizarre. But I, I mean, maybe that things are going to start getting good. We have a preview for next week's episode when they all go to Aspen and it looks like things actually get interesting. I mean, yes, it's the whole Gina versus Shannon drama, but it seems like Heather and Noella actually go at it too. So I'm like, maybe finally something we can Maybe Talk a about. trip to mix it up. Yeah. A good, a good trip is always. A always. good trip, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our real talk. And we recently caught up with former Real Houses of New York star Dorinda Medley. And she teased everything that's going to go down on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is going down at Bluestone Manor, um, hopefully soon. So here's what she has to say. We have so many exciting things coming up, especially we have Ultimate Girls Trip coming up, which I cannot wait. I am so excited. I know you can't tell me everything about it, but what can you tease about it? Well, I think that it's what's really, in- first of all, one thing that I'm super excited about for the audience is that, you know, when we filmed up there with Bravo, it was usually in the winter mm-hmm. and it's sort of more of a micro filming in rooms and just like you get the fish room. So everyone thinks that's all I have in the house is the fish room or just the living room or just that you're going to get a big expansive view. Even Andy said when he watched some of the footage, he's like, I had no idea because you haven't been able to see the grounds and you know, it's on 18 acres mm-hmm. and it's got a big long drive driveway and it's just I'm really excited because they had drones for the audience to see a bigger part of it than just these little micro things so I think people kind of have a new love affair with Bluestone Manor and you know I love Bluestone Manor Mm -hmm. and the audience loves Bluestone Manor if I've learned anything about if I've learned a lot of things about being on pause but anything is that Bluestone Manor was really like a major character. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. I mean, they not. I mean, not only I wasn't on, but Bluestone Manor wasn't on. So people have this really beautiful love affair, and I think also too the girls that are on: Vicky, Tamra, you know, um, Jill, uh, Taylor, Eva, Phaedra. I mean, Brandy. You can't. These are strong players. These are old school strong players. These girls know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they haven't been on for a minute. And they're in Bluestone Manor for eight days, eight days. <laughs> a long time. Post-pandemic. I mean, I've never personally, even with people that I'm close to, have anyone in my house for eight days. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. So it was a little bit like, ah! <laughs> It it was great in theory, but then when it came to fruition, they were all there and some were happier to be there than others, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't got to remember, I don't really, I didn't really know these girls that well. I knew Jill very well and Tamara and Brandy was like a little sister to me. You know, we fight, we love, we fight again. But I, you know, the other girls were like, what? Because, you know, it's it's the Berkshires. It's New England. Mm -hmm. It's not Orange County. It's and it was a big responsibility for me to sort of keep them busy. And I had, I was saying just before uh, in the last interview, I like, I really took away some really nice friendships that I, I just didn't know one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Who surprised and, you the most? Well, what surprised me is how close I feel to Phaedra and Eva. Nice. We have a lot of common ground. We both are sort of lappers and, and sort of interesting characters, strong women, and we're both all very spiritual. So we kind of had this bond. I mean, they were the two when I got really overwhelmed as the hostess and thought it was all going terribly. I would knock on their door. Can I come in and talk to you for a second? And they really let, oh, you'll be fine, you know? So it is, um, what's nice about these things and what's nice about being on the housewives with people don't see, it really is a unique experience that, you know, a lot of people don't have. It's almost like being in college. Yeah. 
Like you form a special bond that no one ever understands. Even when you fight terribly, even when you, you know, there's something that this, if there's some, that's our secret that we have, we're a family in a weird way. And everybody came out of it. We're all communicating all the time, but you know, there were some really hairy moments because I don't know if we, any, any of us, including me as the host, expected the intensity of being up there for eight days. Yeah, I'm sure. But you're going to love it. We're not oh. going to let you down. That's for sure. <laughs> it's very old school in a weird way. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I mean, I love Bluestone Manor. You know, yeah. I've always been... I used to love Dorinda. Then she made all those Tinsley comments and I didn't really like Dorinda. Um, the turkey baster comments in yeah. case anyone doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't get over that. And I was happy she was kicked off the show for a while, but I'm excited to see her again and excited to see Bluestone Manor. I am too. She said that, you know, like in the interview that you guys would just watch eight days at Bluestone Manor. Um, it's going to be a lot of uh, personalities all at once, but it should definitely be a lot of fun. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. All right, well, let's get into our social spotlight of the week where we discuss which housewife caught our attention on social media. Maddie, who caught your attention? Yeah, so it's our friends over at Real Moms of Bravo. They posted the picture of Heather at the reunion and with the caption, money can't buy you style. I expected more from fancy pants. So did I. <laughs> so did I. I think everybody did. This, like, yeah. like the commenter said, this looks like a prom dress from 2004. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so tragic. Come on, uh, Heather. I thought you'd bring it. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe when you see it, like her, like we said, sitting on the couch, maybe it'll maybe. look a little better. Also, um, the lighting on those photos was horrendous. Yes. Whoever yes. took them, I'm like, they have them in, like, that lighting is hideous. Hopefully, no, I'm sure it's going to look better. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Um, mine was uh, somebody, uh, comments by Bravo picked this up. Bravo, Bravo Time Capsule originally posted this and it said, Which Jersey baddie would you want on your side if you needed to throw hands? And it's a photo of JWoww. And Dolores, Frank Catania wrote, I have seen the damage firsthand when Dolores throws down. So I'm going to have to go with Dolores on this one. Dolores, commented saying those days are over for me. Um, you know, we, we always love a good Frank and uh, Dolores uh, interaction, but yeah, I would not want to get on Dolores's bad side. Never. Neither one of them, JWoww or Dolores. <laughs> Seriously. They both can throw down. They really yeah. can. All right. Well, Mandy, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. Thanks for running down Housewives with me as always. Thanks, Christina. All right. Well, everybody keep commenting, keep subscribing. And if you want to hear our full interview with Dorinda Medley, listen to our Getting Real with the Housewives podcast. We will see you guys next week. 